0: To be able to take it to that next level, that's what I'm excited about. Mills quick pass, Nico at the 5, Nico in the end zone, the dagger!
1: And Grenard with the sack, back at the 25-yard line. Touchdown, Houston! Rock and roll! Tremont Smith, coast to coast.
2: There is no off-season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. Now, it's Texans All-Access.
0: Welcome, everybody, to a Monday edition of Texans All Access. John Harris, football analyst, side the reporter here. The voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer there. Mark, welcome back to a Monday show. How are you? How was the weekend?
1: Well, Johnny, look, let's let's have full disclosure here for the audience that you and I had media day today, and a lot of people have been seeing the social media posts yeah. from the Houston Texans, and I posted a couple of things on Instagram and by the way, I'm at Texans voice on Instagram. So if you want all my bathing suit pics, all my, no, I don't have any of those. That's I don't shame. take those. That's a shame. That, yeah, it's a shame. I'm sure it's the shame. audience is really disappointed with that. But uh, I do post stuff about the Texans. And today was media day where the networks come in and Madden came in yep. and you Took shoot all more the parking stuff. Spots, for the spots,
0: Madden. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I know. But it's very important,
0: Joe, no, it. as you know. I'll, for Madden, it's okay.
1: You and I had 25 radio interviews. Ooh. So that was cool. So we, um, you know, we've been talking a lot today and doing a lot of interviews, and it's just that kind of day. So that's full disclosure. Yeah, full disclosure, Mm -hmm. and one of those interviews. It's been great, by the way. It's awesome to do. But when you talk to 25 people. Yeah. So here we are on the air doing this thing, but I love this thing called Texans All Access. Yes,
0: it is a blast. I share the same sentiment of having uh, just a wee bit of fatigue, but that's all right. We're going to power through. Because we got Christian Kirksey coming on the show. Nice. One thing, uh, in talking with Christian that we did today, I, I told him thank you. There's one thing I told him thank you for and asked him how. You'll find that out later in the show. That we call, in the business, a
1: tease. Ooh. i remember Kirksey. exactly what that was. Yeah, okay. Christian Kirksey uh,
0: will join us a little bit later in the show. So I start thinking, Mark, with our brains in that sort of capacity. Okay. I thought. We've got it, and, and we're we're approaching the desert. We're not quite there, <laughs> <This is laughs> but I kind days. of put all this math together, and I went, I got it. So my my daily brew on Friday took in one of the I, I see it a lot on Twitter. I don't know, it's not a Twitter meme so to speak, but you see this a lot. One's got to go. They'll give you a yeah. list of like hot dog, hamburger, yes. pizza, chicken yes. wings, and one of them's got to go, right? So, I decided to combine that with a little football and pop culture and essentially create a bunch of one's got to go, one got to go, one's got to go. I don't know. Plural plural version of one's got to go for people to think about in my daily brew on Friday. So, I figured I'd just have some fun, put together some football and some pop culture ones, and then figure out which one's got to go. Now, this is for the readers. I gave my answers in. My uh, article. But I saw either, I think it was either Sunday or maybe early today, you, you retweeted it. Maybe it was over the weekend, you re- retweeted it. So I don't know if you read it or thought about it, but I thought if he hasn't, great, I'll surprise him with it. If he has, he's had some opportunity to think about it so we can talk about it. This ranges from everything from a lot of Texan stuff to football tailgates to music in Houston, etc. Are you willing and ready to play one's got to go? I'm ready. Okay, so this first one is one's got to go football tailgate item. Now, to your point about full disclosure, I have not been to a tailgate since 2013 Okay, because 2014 was my first year in a building. I'm all business before the game. Right. I get, my, I get the food in the press box. I think you're probably the same way. You get invited, though, don't you? I get invited a lot. Like people yeah. want me to go to the tailgates, and I'm sure you're the same. But we don't get out to the tailgates no. all that often. So I know when I did this one, I started thinking about some of the things I've seen before at tailgates. I know they get more, much more elaborate than that. But I tried to come up with four things that I thought might be at a Texans tailgate. One's got to go, Mark. Jalapeno popper. Queso and guac with homemade chips, pigs in a blanket, barbecue
1: meatballs. One's got to go. Which one is it? Jalapeno popper. Really? No doubt about it, Johnny. First of all, oh. the queso and guac and chips is. That's, that's a staple. That's got to stay. And we've asked guys like, what's your favorite cheat food? That is my favorite yeah. cheat food. Yeah. I, you put the chip into the guac and the queso and a little pico on there. I'm done. It's I'm yeah. done. It's, it doesn't really get much better than that, right, yeah. as far as just good? Yeah. I can't call it junk food. It's not junk food. No, it's no, no. Food, it's good food. But yeah. it's not exactly svelte-provoking. Yeah. Okay? Or promoting. But I will say the jalapeno popper. I've never been a big jalapeno guy. I know that sounds anti-Texan, yeah. but it's just not my thing. So, I and I, barbe, what Would you say, barbecue meatballs? Barbecue meatballs, yeah. That like sounds meat, pretty good to meatballs. me. Meatballs. And if you do them right, if you yeah. do them right,
0: and you can get, like, a lacquer of barbecue on the meatball. fantastic.
1: Well, how, am I, like, putting it on a plate and no, eating no, 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 with a no, no, fork like, or on like, a stick?
0: Like, individual size. To me, tailgate food ones. is best if I can eat it one thing at a time, yeah, one yeah, bite,
1: yeah. or you gotta, easily digestible. You have to hold a beverage. That's what a beverage here. Yeah,
0: like, for most. Fajitas, it's you know, you put it in a tortilla. you got it in one hand. Right. It's all It's all right there. Mm-hmm. Fix it how you want. Um, jalapeno I, popper. Yeah. I went pigs in a blanket, even though I love pigs in a blanket. I just couldn't do jalapeno popper because just every combination. I'm not the biggest jalapeno fan, but I love the combination. Oh, so, if I was having a
1: party, it would be the pigs in a blanket. Yeah, It would. Yeah.
0: But for Take me personally, okay. there you go. All right. This one gets interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One's got to go Texans victories. Oh, gosh. 2015 at Colts, first ever on the road.
1: It's not going to be that one. I can tell you that right now.
0: 2002, Dallas, first W ever. Oh,
1: my children.
0: 2011, Bengals, Yates to Walter. Oh. 2011, Bengals, first playoff win ever.
1: Oh, you're making me pick <laughs> amongst my children. One's, are, got, one's got to I go. I was hoping you'd pick one that didn't matter as much to me. No, that's uh, why I did it.
0: I it's have be to hard. eliminate one. You have to eliminate oh, my gosh. Road Colts 2015, first W win ever at right. indy on the road 2002 dallas first win ever 2011 bengals regular season 2011 bengals all off. right you're
1: gonna freak out a little bit mm. on me here and people will but i can't take away the first playoff win it's the first playoff win mm. it's a playoff win you cannot take that away i will not take away the first win at indy i will not take away the first win in franchise history i will take away if i have to choose among those four the december what was it was the 10th or 11th game At Cincinnati where they clinched. Because of this, you lose that game, and they were on their way to losing that game. I mean, we all know that was a dramatic victory. Yes. You still have three more shots to get it done, and one of them is at Horrible Indy. Now, possibly, Johnny, you could have lost to Carolina the following week, Cam Newton as a rookie, which (laughs) they did. And I think they lost that game As much as any reason, because they had a little bit of a hangover after beating the Bengals to clinch the first ever playoff victory. Had they lost that Bengals game, they come home and their guns blazing against the Panthers and probably win. But maybe they don't. And then on a Thursday night, they go to the Colts and they beat them because they need the win. See, I I think they would have gotten Uh, one of those final three in order to get to the postseason for the first time. Now, had they beaten the Panthers... Bengals before that. Panthers and the Colts, they were alive for a bye. Yes. But they had Yates and it was understandable and everybody forgave them, so to speak, because everyone was juiced to get to the playoffs for the first time. Yeah. The last game was against the Titans. A game they almost won anyway, despite playing Yates for one drive and Jake Delome for the rest of the game. So I would say I'm eliminating that December twenty eleven playoff clincher. I love I
0: love your rationale. So it makes me feel bad for the playoff game. I said the playoff game's got to go because the game in India is one of the greatest, the, one of the greatest, like we got to the stadium, I think it's, it's maybe seven and eight in the morning that day from the time we left the building, maybe, I don't know, 430. That was the best eight and a half hours I, I to beat the Colts the first time yeah. on the road and to see, like, you that's can't, not, I'm, not that's, at all. that Dallas, might be my, no.
1: my personal favorite but it's just a personal thing. Yeah.
0: So now it's down to which one of these Bengals games, and I think the 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 regular season Bengals game. You're right. You bring up some great points about the fact that they're, you know, they could maybe they lose that game, but then they mm-hmm. you know gets hey gets them back on track and they end up winning down the road. Sure. I the, there's a lot about the playoff game. The atmosphere here was just unbelievable. I was doing my overnight show at the time. And so I didn't get to that game because I was like, I think I woke up at the time the game was starting because yeah. I was on such weird at hours, three thirty. But Central. I just remember watching it, feeling like, okay, this is this is incredible. But there's always something about winning on the road and winning a game in the way that they won it. Yates, TJ Yates, became a
1: cult hero for that win against the Bengals. Yeah, but if you don't win the playoff game, it's this sense of frustration going into the following year. Will you get it done? They beat the Bengals again, obviously, on wild card weekend, but they would have preferred to have home field advantage throughout. Yeah. But here's the other thing. The playoff, the first ever playoff win, that day, that was the perfect day. Yeah. I mean, that that was was a glorious day. That was. You had off creating. Well, I thought this is not going well. Then J.J. picked it off. It was like everything changed. Yeah, that I mean, they completely took control of the day, and uh, you knew you, it was going to be tough. It was two rookie quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, yeah. second round draft choice, and Arian scored. Andre Johnson scoring was, yeah, that was huge. Incredible. That was just so exhilarating Ugh. to see that happen. So I can not never take all that right, one away. All right, all right so I have you to, convinced me that
0: my one's got to go. That was it.
1: Was a good one's got to go. I just I picked wrong. It's called I, I, Sophie's
0: Choice Harris style. Okay, this one's better though. Okay. This one's better. One's got to go. AFC South Star. One's got to go. Okay. Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor. hmm Darius Leonard. Mm. Or the apparently 295-pound svelte Jeffrey Simmons. One's got to go. All right, so this is going to help me.
1: Yes. This, this doesn't hurt.
0: You still leave three
1: rock stars, but you can at least get one out. Well, I could gamble and say Henry's coming back from the injury, although I saw a workout. These Derrick Henry uh, workout videos he's... just depressed <laughs> me so much. I know. Like, I know. I oh, saw no. That.
0: I went, hey, come
1: on, man. Just, like, tell he was everybody lifting. body's beaten up. He was lifting. Just go. Uh, he was benching two manhole covers on each end, <laughs> right, it was, with it was a gigantic – chain that you dock the titanic with on each bar on each end of the bar and he was lifting it up i'm like this is ridiculous he's a superhero
0: and the thing that's worse about it and this goes for taylor too yeah i've heard this from a a few people derrick henry and jonathan taylor are like salt of the earth dudes like really really good guys both guys are that's up. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that really right. makes
1: me feel a whole yeah, lot better. All right, Jeez. pick one.
0: Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Darius Leonard, Jeffrey Simmons. i take One's Taylor go. out.
1: I'll take out Taylor. All that right. takes the Colts out of business. Yeah, I it really does. That hurts them so bad. They have Matt Ryan at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, their whole thing is about being able to run with Jonathan Taylor. There's no way they can be as good without. I have more faith in the Titans being able to manufacture victories without Henry than I do about the Colts if I'm a Colts fan, being able to manufacture wins without Taylor. So I'll take Taylor out, never mind the defensive guys. Yeah, it'd be nice to lose Simmons or Darius Leonard, but let's be real here. These are MVP candidates yep. you're talking about here in Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor.
0: I'm with you. That's what I picked. All right, one's got to go. Sequels. Okay. Well, you haven't seen one of these, so I don't all right, know. It's all right, though. All right. I know it's great. Top Gun Maverick. Got it. Godfather 2,
1: mm, Rocky 2, right. Terminator 2. Ooh, that's pretty easy for me, Johnny. Terminator two. Yeah. Terminator two is it, it's a good sequel. It is. It's good. It's good. It's interesting that they turn Arnold into a good guy. Right. He's right. playing the same character, but now right. I'm good. Well, it's right. not the same character. It's just another robot that looks exactly like the first <laughs> exactly. one. Exactly. Because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger playing right. him. And I, uh, I I think Terminator 1, the concept of it all, the whole series, really, I, the time travel aspect of it is great. We can get into a whole thing about that, but we won't. Godfather 2 won Best Picture. It might be my favorite movie of all time, so there's no way I'm getting rid of that Man. one. Uh, but Terminator 2 is the one. What was the other one? Oh, Rocky 2. Look, Rocky 2, I think... It's not that it's really great, but it is. It's the Rocky format as they started to find yes. it. You know, Rocky, one. we talked about this, it's slow. Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. one Best Picture. But if you show it to, like, the Tylers here, our video guys, they, they would just yawn city. Right. They don't even like Goodfellas. Right. They would find that so boring and slow, other than the fight scene and, you know, a few other aspects of it. Carl Weathers is great as Apollo Creed, of course. Um, so I would say Rocky 2 I'm keeping I'm gonna get rid of Terminator two because it's the one I need the least I like the scene where Adrian says win is just one of the best scenes in sports movies so I'm embarrassed myself here you say Godfather 2 and I'm gonna vomit yes but the, what
0: the reason I said oh Godfather gosh. II, wait no you, you haven't got to the embarrassing All part right. yet the reason I said Godfather two oh, no. is oh no
1: I've not seen it oh, no. how is this the wait a minute. I'm, I haven't seen it. We've been it. doing shows together I since 2014, two. and you haven't seen Godfather 2. Have you seen Godfather 1?
0: I think so, most of it. I can't say that I've sat down oh my like, gosh. to see the whole like – I've seen every bit and part of it. I just don't know if I've seen it all in order. Well, but I will say this. My son, we were trying to figure out a series. We had just finished – I can't remember what we just finished. We finished, oh, we're, we're caught up on Saul, mm-hmm. Better Call Saul, and we're at the half break, and we're trying to find a series that we had to, to watch. They're and, torturing me with this halftime Better Call I know, Saul break. I know, and it just got great again. And I was like, what about Sopranos? And Jack's like, yeah, let's do it. So I'm watching the first episode, and so I send a picture of it to Sean, who convinced me to watch Sopranos, and I was like, the journey begins again yeah. for young Jack, my right. Jack. And so – He's like, Oh my gosh. Well, we watched one episode, then we watched a couple, and I could tell Jack wasn't totally into it. I think we got to episode four or five, and it was like, Let's watch the next one. Let's watch that. He's hooked now. And yeah. we got through season one of Sopranos. So I think I could probably get him to watch Godfather and Godfather. Too.
1: After you're done with that, you gotta watch Godfather and watch it like a series. Just turn it off when you wanna I know. go to sleep and I know. keep what watching. What
0: okay. So this this uh, happened this popped up on In the Loop with Landry and John the other day. One's got to go. TV slash movie non-football. Bull Durham. Field of Dreams. Miracle. The Natural.
1: One's got to go. My gut says the natural. Field (gasps) of Dreams is hokey, okay? It it is. But it's great. And the older I get, the more I appreciate it. When it first came out, was, was I in my 20s? Yeah, I was. And I didn't like it that much. I thought it was okay. Yeah. You know, and I lived in Boston, so the Fenway Park stuff, yeah, I yeah. I like that, but the whole thing about the, you know, the yeah, yeah. players coming out of the corn. I yeah. the older you get, the more you like that movie. Yeah. I, that's my theory on okay. Field of Dreams. Yeah. You get nostalgic about the whole thing. The natural is terrific except there's a lot of cumbersome scenes in The Natural. It's There are a lot of laborious moments in The Natural. There are a lot of great moments. There are some of the best moments in sports movie history in The Natural. Um, but I don't need the whole Kim Basinger thing. And I know the the lady, and I don't want to get into spoilers because some of the young people haven't seen The Natural yet. Yes. But there are some great lines in The Natural. But if I have to get rid of one of those, it's The Natural. There's no way it's Bull Durham, which is maybe the greatest sports movie oh, ever fantastic. made, at least one of them. And uh, what was the other one? So, Durham, Field of Dreams. Oh, Miracle is too good to miracle's get rid of. Awesome. It Miracle's terrific. It's a true story. I know they probably take some liberties, but uh, the guys from Boston and Minnesota, and and Kurt Russell as Herb Brooks, fantastic.
0: Uh, uh, I think about that movie, and I've thought about that movie a lot. I don't want to get on a political rant here, but one thing that that movie gets into was how much the United States needed a team like that. Yeah, to kind of feel its uh, Americanness. We, if we you could really to use that right, now. We could absolutely. I think but, about that a lot. But
1: there's no. You know, we could do it. Uh, there's one thing. A Texans World Championship. <laughs> that but would. Do other it. than that, that would
0: bring us all together. That bring Houston Davis together. Davis Mills is Mike Ruzioni.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, no. What What international sports event could World do? World Cup. Yes, that's the only thing. World Cup. World Cup. World Cup. The the, men's World Cup. Can you imagine the
0: American men winning? Oh, my God. I once
1: had a huge argument with Rich Lord on the air when we did the show together a thousand thousand years ago. But it was when Lance Armstrong was doing really well at the Tour de France. Yeah. And we had a debate. I don't know how we got into this. It's ridiculous now. And he, And I was winning it. And this is when Lance was winning Tour, de France. I mean, yeah, Tour yeah. de France. And it was big. People would watch it. Yeah, They watched it on the Outdoor Network or whatever it was at the time. I said, listen, Rich, if the U.S. men's soccer team ever got to a semifinal in the World Cup, it would crush oh, the meaning of the Tour de France. He's like, yes. no way, Lance. Yes. Is... Sorry, Rich, if you're absolutely. listening right now. It uh, absolutely would. And I'm with you on that one. That His argument is more ridiculous than ever. Sorry, Rich. But, uh, yeah, it would just to get to the semis would be incredibly huge to get to get to a final would be amazing to win it. Are you kidding? It would be miracle. It would be bigger than miracle.
0: I'm a name drop. My daughter was in LA uh, a few months ago and they were at a coffee shop, her and her friend, and they were talking about different things. And this guy was just happened to overhear them and introduced himself and said, hi, my name is Roger town. And uh, my daughter and her friend were nice and, They got to talking and found out. Yeah, he was the screenwriter for The Natural.
1: Oh my gosh! I
0: was like, I was like, I was. He can't be a young man. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not. He was not hitting on that. Just yeah, yeah. I don't think he was. Anyways, uh, (laughs) so mine was Field of Dreams.
1: Uh, So Natural, Natural's got to stay for. It's understandable. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that movie.
0: Okay, I saved the best two for last, and we might might trying to figure out how I want to end this segment. Do I want to do it with like a – yeah, I do. do One's got to go. The thought here is to eliminate the least gut punch name games. Gut punch name games? The, gut punch okay. name games. Okay. You'll, you'll know. All right. Okay. I'm I just ready. give you the name itself. I think I know what this is going to be. Okay. Okay, go ahead. You have to eliminate the least <laughs> gut punch loss. All right. Okay. All right. Here they are. 24 Nothing. Insanity. Yeah. The Baroness game.
1: Yeah.
0: Rosencopter.
1: (laughs) It's more than four.
0: Hasselbeck Diaper. Uh Uh-huh. And the pick six game. Oh. Now, that was in a season where there were a lot of pick six, but you know what pick six you're talking about. Yes. You know. One's got to go, and the thought is to eliminate the least gut punch loss
1: okay. of the group. 24-0,
0: nothing, Vinsanity, the Baroness game, Rosencopter, Hasselbeck in a diaper, pick six game.
1: It's 24-0. That's Tw- the least gut punch? That's the least gut punch. That really? was 2014 Thursday Night Football with the Colts. They go up 24 No, 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 no. 24-0. Oh, oh, you're talking nothing. about playoffs.
0: Lost to the Chiefs. You might as well put him in a vice why did my and mind go
1: there first, Johnny? This is know. me we're talking about. I know. This is the maybe mental, that answers it. This is the mental blockage I have of that game because I went like way back in time. Yes, you did. Because I'm like,
0: wait, because I remember that I was 24 nothing. That was T.Y. Hilton deep onside kick. Pat McAfee score again. It's 24 nothing, and we're like, what? And then the Texans making of the game. To me, that's it's a it's a gut punch loss because it's to the Colts. It is because
1: Watt scores on a fumble return, and you have a chance to win the game, right?
0: So it's not so and much it's a, the Colts, it, but it's
1: but you're up no, twenty four nothing against. No, no, I know, say? I know. Okay. I wasn't thinking postseason. Okay. I'm like, what could possibly be painful? Yeah. never mind. Uh, no, it's not going to be that one. That's not the least gut punchy. Vinsanity? No way. That's the most in the regular season. The Baronis game, 2007. It's that one. Rob Baronis kicks eight field goals. It's that one. You're up. Uh, you're down like 32 to 7, and you come back. and you, No, you take the lead. Yeah. Took the lead on the Andre Davis touchdown. You take the lead on the Andre Davis 50-yard I've touchdown never,
0: pass. For
1: those, and then lose it.
0: For those people that know or don't know, up in the press box, when you're in the press box, there is no cheering except in the Texans booth, which is fine, or the opposing booth. That's fine. Or the coaches booth. That's fine. The media cannot cheer. That game was an utter disaster at thirty-two to seven.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a just disaster. And then the fourth quarter, the Texans make this incredible comeback. Incredible. When when Andre Davis catches that ball, our our side, where all the radio guys are, TV guys are, and all that, it erupted. Now there weren't many people there. There were only like seven mm-hmm. of us because everybody else is like, "This one's over." They had all gone home. I decided to stay at it and get sound after the game. It erupted. I had never heard a press box erupt like that. And it was more maybe out of shock as opposed to the cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Barona's field goal. It's a reaction. That's the one I choose because of that. Because the Texans' comeback was incredible. That's what I remember right. more than Barona's field goal. As
1: painful as it was, it's not the most. I mean, Hasselbeck in a diaper was super painful. Andre Johnson, two touchdown catches. I don't have to go through the whole list But the least painful of all of those is that one. The Seattle game was incredibly painful. Oh, my God. I mean that unbelievable. That might have outdone Vinsanity for yeah. me in many ways, and it changed everybody's lives. So there was a lot of impact there. Yeah, now, I'm going with the, um, I'm going with the Baronas. Okay, last one. Game. Okay, might,
0: might as well do it. One in a high note. One's mm-hmm. got to go. Texans drafts. Okay, <laughs> in no certain order. 2006: Mario D'Amico, Gosh, Winston, Daniels, Anderson. 2011: Watt, Reed, Yates, Newton. 2009: Cush, Barwin, GQ, James Casey, Bryce McCain. 2003, had just two guys. They are pretty good. Andre Johnson, Dominic Williams. 2012,
1: Whitney Merciless, oh. Brandon Brooks, Ben Jones. One's got to go. Oh, 2012. Uh. I mean, sorry, Whitney and Ben and Brandon. Yeah. It's pretty good, though. That's a good draft.
0: That's a good draft. Unfortunately, those two guys went on and became all pros over, But
1: Yeah, but okay. uh, people say, oh, Rick smith got third and fourth round picks. Those guys are third and fourth round picks. Right. And you know what? They were pretty good. You just chose not to sign them. Right. Can't sign everybody. Maybe they should have signed them. I don't know. We can talk about that all day. But those are good picks, period. They just are. You know, I, through
0: a few years ago where
1: we looked at 2017 and thought,
0: mm, yeah. Now we look at 2017 and go, mm, not really. I'm hoping 2020. I almost put 2021 in there and I was like, not yet. Not not, not quite. No, 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 no. It's too soon. It's too soon. It's too, too soon. Too soon, for that. too
1: soon to declare it anything. Yeah. You know? Did I forget one? 03, 11, 12. No, that's good. I mean, if you're choosing among good drafts and everything, yeah. uh, I, I think that's the way to go. I think 2008 was good at its time because you had Slayton have a monster yeah. year. Had he been able to yeah, duplicate that or come close got to it, He had Dwayne in good. the first round. Uh, but six is fantastic. Three, like you said, when you get Andre and Dominic Davis, again, Dominic Williams, he only lasted three years. He's still the second leading rusher in franchise history incredible. DP's got to change that, Damian Pierce.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Somebody has to.
0: Now, somebody that won't on the offensive side but could on the defensive side is Christian Kirksey. Christian Kirksey will join us next right here on Texans All Access.
2: Texans Radio continues in a moment. What if your preferred hospital could also be your primary care provider? At Houston Methodist, we go beyond hospital care. Offering you everything from flu shots to well woman exams to managing your weight
1: and cholesterol. And our primary care doctors and specialists are connected all across the
0: city. So, whatever the need, wherever you live, we can be there for you.
2: Visit HoustonMethodist.org to find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist Leading Medicine. What does it mean to be the energy behind the Houston Texans? At Reliant, it means powering NRG Stadium and
0: homes of Texans fans across our hometown, and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for
2: generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans.
3: PUCT number one zero zero seven one zero zero seven one zero zero seven one zero zero
2: Texans Radio, the drive
0: continues. Welcome back to this Monday edition of Texans All-Access. John Harris here, Mark Vandermeer there. Mark, I've thought about this a lot since last season. Uh-huh. And Christian Kirksey, not only what he means on the field, but the leadership, professionalism. In this interview that we did with him today, today was Texas Media Days, and we had an opportunity to have Christian come in here for an interview you're about to hear. Mark, I can't tell you how many times. I think it was two or three times. I can't tell you for sure how many times it was. And after the game, I always get an interview. You know that. Yep. Um, down outside the locker room, I get one of the players after the game. And in a 4 season, that could be kind of tough because who do you get? Who wants to talk about a loss? But about two or three times I got Christian Kirksey to come out there. And he will handle it like the best pro I've ever seen. And I remember coming back at some point, telling you about that saying, I wish this guy had been here through the prime of his career. And hopefully this is right in his prime, but I wish he would have been here for more than just a couple of years. But it's one of the things that I tell people a lot of times when it comes to acquiring players, Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, you know, guys that might be a little bit more seasoned than others. But, man, the leadership qualities that these guys have, it's just incredible. If you have that in a player like you have in Christian Kirksey, You've got more than just what you get on the field and how valuable that is to the rest
1: of the team. I mean, that's what they want. It's not like you could have too many chiefs. You have to have leaders, and you can lead quietly. You can lead loudly. You can lead in a variety of ways, but uh, he's got a presence about him. There's no question about that. There's
0: no doubt. We had a blast talking to Christian Kirksey, and here it is.
1: Joining us right now in the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio, it's Christian Kirksey. So here we are, year two. And you're, Johnny, you were talking about guys who have been here for a while. It feels yeah. like you've been here for a while now, and it yeah. hasn't been that long. It's only right. a year or two, but we have so many new players in the organization. Yeah. How does it feel to be, you're not an elder statesman here, but you're one of the leaders. People look to you.
3: How right. is that for you? Uh, you know, it's been a good ride for, for, for me. Um, just being in that position um, to be, you know, quote, unquote, a leader uh, on this team. Um, I'll take that with great pride. Um, but it's always comfortable once you win uh in the organization, in the scheme for more than one year. And you just, you just get comfortable. You get comfortable with the guys in the building. You get comfortable with, you know, how coaches want, you know, the guys to play in this uh, particular scheme. So um, I'm loving it, man. Uh, I think that we're going to do a lot of great things this year. And uh, we're building that, 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 that chemistry right now, as we just going in OTAs and now going to mini camp, you could already see like the edge that guys have right now. So, um, I'm having a good time, man. Uh, leading these guys and just enjoying it,
0: Christian. It felt like as we watched you and watched you throughout your career. When you came here, I remember thinking, "Oh boy, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a good fit, an interesting fit for him in this defense." I think it's a good defensive fit for you. Mm. Was that true? Is it true? Is yeah. this defense a good fit for you and your skills?
3: I believe so. I believe so. This defense, obviously, um, it allows guys to play uh fast and make plays on all levels. Yep. But particularly this linebacker uh group it's 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 driven by us. Um I mean you can look back and see, you know, Lovey's track record uh in his defense. Yep. The linebackers always ran the show and it just allow you to, to show your athletic ability, show what you can really do. Um you can really open up and, and run. And I think that's something that I, I do well in my game and I really uh take pride in my game is being able to play well in space, be able to, you know, Um, Open up, run, you know, whether it's garden receiver, I mean, um, running backs or tight ends out the backfield, um, you know, I think this really, really is a good defense for me, just to show, you know, showcase my ability.
1: Christian Kirksey joining us. How's Garrett Wallow looking year two? Because Nick Casario, we had him on. He was talking about him specifically, how it looks like he's taking
3: that needed year one to year two jump, at least where we are right now in the season. You know, I. He he took a, a big stride. I mean, obviously, like you know when he played uh, last year, uh, I believe it was the Jaguars Jags game. Jaguars game, yep. Um, he, I mean, he showed flashes of him being, you know, a really good linebacker. And I think that he just took that leap of where he's comfortable. Um, your year one, you have a bunch of stuff going on. You know, whether it's you know just putting your 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 first step into the league, then you have you know you know being on your own financially, having like probably more money than you ever had. you dealing with that. You're dealing with, you know, being accepted into the locker room. Then you just dealing with just coming off of a, a long college season, long college grind of, you know, prepping for the combine. Prep. So it's just nonstop new things going on. And, right. and this year, once you can settle down and have a true offseason and know, like, okay, I know what it feels like to be in the league. I know what I need to do. I think he took that, and he just had a great offseason. And he's just been, been honing in and, and just getting better every time I see him, he's competing in something. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to see where he's at now. He's he's going to be a good player. I'm going
0: to pay you a compliment with a question, if this makes any sense. But doing a post-game interview after some games last year, it was not going to be great because it was not it was not a great performance. Right. And there, you know, Omar would come over and say, hey, you got Kirko. You got Kirko. And I would feel terrible because I know that's got to be such a bad feeling like John's got to interview me after the game. He's got to interview somebody. Right. And you got to talk about, man, we just got beat by this team. But you always came over there and you always did the interview no matter what. Right. The question is, how did you learn to become a professional of that magnitude that you knew that there was something that you had to do? You didn't want to do it. Nobody really wants to do it, but you did it. You stood up and you took sort of the the media bullets, if you will, for the team. Where did you learn that along the way to be that type of professional?
3: To be honest, man, I learned it. Uh, I learned it at an early age. Um, I can even go back as far as I learned it at Iowa. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you're you're a professional athlete, and in life, you have to do things that you don't want to do. So I, so so when when you when you win a game, you can not say, okay, yeah, let's let's yeah, talk yeah. to the media, right, and then turn it off <laughs> when you lose, right. You know, it, mm-hmm. life don't work like that. So for me, it's like you know, it's part of the job um, that you have to talk about your high moments and you also got to talk about your low moments when things not going well. So I just took that and just said, you know, um, regardless of my emotions and how I'm feeling about that time, just go up there and talk about it, what went wrong, what What are some things that went right, and what can we do to fix it. So, um, you know, I just carry myself in that, in that manner. Yeah. You know, um, I'm pretty sure there's times where, Y'all don't feel like asking us questions, and get, but y'all do it. You know, it's, amen. You know, it's everybody. Yeah. It's everybody. You know, job to just cooperate um, and just you know go about a business like that.
1: Christian, you were talking about the defense earlier and some things that we could expect for 2022. What are you seeing in this offense? You have so many reps against this offense, and they're a little different now. The new system, Pep Hamilton as the coordinator. What are you seeing from the Texans offense? Damn.
3: I'm. I'm I ain't going to spill the beans (laughs) or what. They're going to be physical. Um, And I think when you have a physical offense, you know, you set the tone. And, you know, from a defensive standpoint, when you're going against a physical offense day in and day out, you know, at practice, I think it just hardens the whole team. So um, I'm excited uh, what those guys are about to do. Um, You know, it's going to be fun. They're they're iron sharpening iron. We're we're going against them in practice. and. Mm -hmm. You know, we're looking at ourselves like, hey, man, we got to do some things better because of, you know, some good things they're doing on offense is doing nothing but helping us. So I'm excited to see to see what our offense do.
0: Christian, I talked to Kamu about this. You have a quarter, a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback last year in Davis yeah. Mills. When he's playing early in the season, it it felt like, boy, it, it's a struggle. It's hard. as a he's trying to learn how to play in this game. And the defense would keep the team around and then it just, you know, team would score you know a Buffalo I mean the thing was what 16 nothing on the fourth quarter like there's still a shot but you know Davis was struggling he was still trying to find his way as a rookie when he came back in the lineup the last four or five games it was almost as if he not only got the respect of the offense but it was like the defensive guys hey man we might have something with this young dude out there what he's doing and I talked to Malik about this I saw Malik talking to him did you guys feel that way that you started seeing a change in Davis when he got back in the lineup those last probably five, six games and how did it impact you guys
3: yeah, I saw it. I saw a change in him. I mean, he only played like 11 games, I think, mm-hmm. in college, Yeah, in college, right? Yeah. So it's like everybody has to go through their growing pains. And I know people always look at the quarterback as like, you know, the person that's running the show, which all eyes is on the quarterback, yeah. but you still got to allow guys to have their growing pains and their time to develop. And I think, uh, you know, early on, how you say he was struggling, things like that every n f l player struggles at some point, yeah, and early on it's kind of expected yeah for you to go out there, you make your mistakes and understand you know the different concept and different things, and then once you get comfortable, you hit your stride, and I think that's that's exactly what he did, and you can just see like the change in like his demeanor and like his confidence, you know mm-hmm. as he was you know making those correct checks and 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 making those plays and those throws, you're like he's starting to get it, yeah, yeah, you know and when your quarterback is getting it, and yeah. he's getting it at a very young age, you know, like he's 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 gonna be, you know, a great player, and the team can build off of it. And they can feel it, yep. you know. So like when when your quarterback carries himself with that certain swagger, so everybody else gonna gonna carry themselves as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for year two, uh, Mills.
1: All right, Christian, thanks a lot for the time. We appreciate it. Good luck. Appreciate
0: y'all, Mark. I had to thank him. When you do all those interviews, I know it's not a long interview, but you've got to deal with the media, you got to deal with me, mm. and you've gotten beat. It's the it's the one thing you don't want to do. And over the years, I've had players like, nope, in losses, they just don't want to do it. Sure. And I don't blame them. But Christian Kirksey,
1: always the consummate professional. I
0: said to tell him thanks for
1: it. Yeah, it's great that he did that. Brandon Cooks, the same thing on Absolutely. Monday mornings with us after tough losses. I think, you know, the emotion, and we're around it. We're really close to these guys. We're yeah. on a plane. The emotions they have right after a game, emotions are running high. It feels like the world is caved in. Yes, it's a game. There are many more important things in life, but it's also their livelihood. And their careers don't last that long relative to other people's careers. So you get it. It's very intense, and he handles everything very well. And, look, he's fired up. He's really excited about what they've added on the defensive side of the ball you heard him talk about the offense. It's going to be interesting to see the development, the progress these guys show in the next few months.
0: Yeah, I think it's also You bring up Brandon Cooks after we had beat the Titans. and Guys were coming back up the tunnel. Brandon kind of made a beeline over to me and said, hey, we got something good to talk about finally. And I was like, yeah. I just thought it was really cool because it was. No matter what, Brandon always came with professionalism. And you see that in Christian Kirksey on the defensive side of the ball, too. So. So great. Those two veterans are here with us. All right. There's plenty going on around the NFL. We'll hit all that next right here on Texans All Access.
2: Texans All Access continues in a moment. This is a hamburger. And this, friends, is a burger. A fresh 100% beef patty so big it can only fit on a five-inch bun. Ah, there's another. Someone's going for a double. Maybe it'll be topped with melted cheese and... Oh, my goodness. Grilled onions and grilled jalapenos? I'm not sure the speakers can handle any more sizzle. Whataburger. Just like you like it. Get. Get. We return to Texans All Access.
0: One final segment of this Monday edition of Texans All Access. John and Mark with you. And, Mark, we know it's all about the quarterbacks in the NFL Two of them that we've been talking about. One more than the other. Mm. But the other one was kind of interesting. But two quarterbacks have apparently shown up at their team's respective mini camps. The one that we haven't talked a lot about, Lamar Jackson. We've said about Lamar, you never know really what he's thinking, what he's doing. He doesn't have an agent. His mom does a lot of his work. He doesn't talk publicly and speak publicly a lot. But he did show up for mini camps. Lamar Jackson there for the Ravens, doesn't have a contract, but he's there. The other one is somebody we have talked a lot about. and I can't say I'm surprised, and I think I'm kind of glad that he's back. But Kyler Murray
1: has shown up in Arizona. What's your gut reaction to those quarterbacks showing up for minicamp? I think these situations are way more different than people think. And I think if there's one of these players that, quote, can afford to miss OTAs, more than the other, it's Lamar Jackson. Yes, I agree. He's kind of been there, done that. Now, everybody was reacting to this tweet over the weekend. I can't remember who tweeted it. But they were going over Mahomes' playoff victories versus the combined total of Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. There were a few other guys. Yeah. Because theirs came to 7 or 8 and Mahomes' 8 or 9, whatever the situation is. And I'm thinking, well, duh. Yeah, Mahomes is Mahomes. Right.
0: And he's had Tyreek and Kelsey and Andy Reid and all other help he
1: could get. Yes, he has. I'm I you can't take anything away from him. But at the same time, he stepped into a fine tuned machine. Absolutely. As you can't even say as a rookie, as a rookie, watched Alex Smith play and he played in the last game of the season. And the next year he steps in and he's off and running. Yep. Lamar Jackson came into a situation where Joe Flacco was still playing, yeah. and people were talking about this is the year Harbaugh gets fired. Yeah. And Harbaugh, in another set of lists or whatever, when you rank the NFL's best coaches, is adored, loved, if not glorified right. as one of the best head coaches in the league. Johnny, what's the total playoff wins for the Ravens since 2014? I think it's zero? No, it's one, because Lamar Jackson won. Well, oh, they beat the char- uh. No, they didn't beat the Chargers. They lost to the Chargers at home. They beat somebody. Oh, they beat the Titans. They beat the Titans. Beat the thank Titans. you for beating the Titans. We love yes, you, Fidel, thank you, Lamar. Yeah. So anyway, they beat the Titans a year after they lost to the Titans after having the number one seat. But anyway, it's not like the Ravens have set the world on fire in the postseason lately. Right. But my point is this. I'm, I'm kind of getting off track. Uh, Harbaugh. It was was rumored to be getting fired if he didn't turn it around. Right. Jackson comes in and can, whoop, runs right. all over the place his rookie year. They make the postseason lose to the Chargers. Uh, so I think that Lamar Jackson, yeah, maybe he can afford to more than others. But, you know, you want to get better. If yeah. you're not getting better, you're getting worse, right? Kyler Murray, you got to keep getting better. Yes. you got to step into that offense, operate things. I hear too many people singing the blues about what Kyler Murray doesn't have. He's got a lot. Now, they need offensive line talent. You keep saying that. But he's got some things to work with, and we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing to me for Kyler is that offensive line. I mean, when you look out there, now, Hop's not going to be out there for six games. But Hop, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, they went out. If you
1: think A.J. Green's no good, then don't sign him. Yeah,
0: James Conner, they had a tremendous last part of the year. Defensively, they've got athletes all over the place. But it's got to be up to Kyler Murray to step in. And the way that playoff game went where he didn't want to go back in the fourth quarter, it's just things they don't like. Nails on a chalkboard. I'll tell you one thing about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's going on that field no matter what. It doesn't matter what's going on. Lamar's going to go out there because he's wearing a purple Ravens jersey and his teammates are. He's going out for them. And I think that's what makes Lamar uh, a special quarterback besides the fact that he can run around anybody, anywhere, anytime. But glad to see him back. And hopefully the Ravens will reward him with a contract. Uh, so he doesn't end up going to Tennessee or Indianapolis in the near future. Hopefully that happens. (laughs) Ah, Mark, appreciate your time. Christian Kirksey, appreciate you. Austin Mendez, thank you, my man. We'll see you tomorrow, and as always, go Texans.
2: This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.
0: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker, and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award
2: winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.